Oh, we'll get this. No, no. It's all going on. Okay, but yeah. it's going to take Wait, 15 minutes. Do How do you hold a stick with these things? Turn the blocker around. <laughs> Jeez. That's turn that blocker around. around. We're going to figure all this out. Okay. Oh, my like, God. Looks oh, like wait. oven mitts. There it is. <laughs> well, how do you hold it, though? <laughs> I don't know. I was never the only driver. Okay, oh, this way. This way. Okay. This way. Okay. I got you now. No, this Guys, way. what do you think of the form? Oh, wait. So Clearly, Chuck way. never made our production yeah, like meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Chuck, Chuck, I said I'm holding a driver. Okay. okay, now <laughs> grab it. Hey, now uh, grab it. Hey, Rick. Yeah, no, no. Hold no, 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 the other way. way. Turn your hand over. Turn your hand, Turn your hand over. Like this. Yeah, there you go. Hey, Rick. Rick, what's the five hole? What's the five hole? He'll show you. No, no, no. I hope he doesn't go... <laughs> uh, welcome to Interesting to See, your daily sports podcast about news, narratives, takes, and gambling. I'm Nick. The NHL on TNT had people buzzing last night. We'll get into that in a minute. That's Charles Barkley. They put him in goalie stuff and try to see if he can stop Wayne Gretzky on the studio in TNT last night. We'll talk about the NHL's covers last night because it was all anyone was talking about on Twitter. But we're going to start. Wait till I put my reading specs on here. We're going to start with NFL stuff. Because right as I finished up recording yesterday morning, Adam Schefter started trending. And usually when that happens, it's just because there's been a trade. I was like, oh, that's exciting. Somebody probably got traded. No, not at all. And then, as it always does, this is always what happens when there's a sports quote-unquote journalism thing happening on the internet. Journalists chime in with all of their journalism-y takes. And it just kind of reminds me that sports journalism does not exist. I will explain in a moment. So as we were going through, we as the public goes through these emails that are being leaked to the New York Times, Washington Post, and Wall Street Journal, the same emails that got John Gruden fired and will be just a treasure trove of crap, depending on who wants to leak them. Obviously, this is completely, it can completely upend lives. Adam Schefter was the most recent target. Adam Schefter was caught in emails sending an attached story to Bruce Allen, the former general manager of the Washington, then not football team, but now the Washington football team, asking if he should change or tweak anything. Please let me know if you see anything that should be added, changed, or tweaked. Thanks, Mr. Editor, for that and the trust. The plan is to file out ESPN around 6 a.m. That is a direct quote from the email. Oh, no. And then Adam yesterday, dude, he just kept tweeting through it. He was just trying to tweet news and hypes and stuff. And we figured out, like, I, I will tell you guys this, and I... It's been obvious to me for the last like four or five years since I've sort of been getting into sports media. He's not a journalist and he's also not a content creator. He is a Twitter account. The reason occasionally you'll see different stories broken different ways is because what happens in his tweets is a player or an agent or an owner or somebody will text him something that says reportable. He will then copy and paste that into the tweet. That's it. He is a mouthpiece. He's not a journalist. He's a rat. He doesn't, he's not a journalist. He's not any of that. So people are shocked by this. He then eventually said, uh, please, uh, I, I learned for a long time in this business not to discuss sources or the process or how stories are done, but I would just say that basically it's common practice to run information past sources in this particular case during a labor-intensive lockout. That was a complicated subject that was new to understand. I took the extra rare step again to run information past one of the people I was talking to. to. You know, it was an important story to fans, a host of others in the situation. No, it really wasn't. This is sports journalism. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. Like, that's not, I mean, it's just, it doesn't matter, Adam. So people were roasting him all day. And then it just evolves into a thing like, I have never run anything past the source. <laughs> no one cares. It's sports. This right here has become a story. Like, that's part of the deal. It's a TV show. It's a WWE. 
Occasionally, the, the announcers get involved. Like, stop. Who cares? You'll notice when these emails were leaked, this is what I always say. Sports journalism is not a thing. In my opinion, as a former journalism student myself, I consider journalism and no one cares, but I'll just get this over with quickly. It is either something that, A, helps you pursue health and wellness, medical journalism, weight loss journalism, exercise journalism, things that improve your body. That includes like parenting, mental health, like health, living. Number two is how to spend and save your money. Business journalism is absolutely a thing. Number three is political journalism. If the facts help you decide who to vote for, that counts. And number four is industry journalism, and that is what helps you like do your job on a daily basis. This is entertainment. This is none of those things. And you'll know because the thing, the story that actually changed how people do their jobs and how they vote and how they spend their money in certain circles, those emails were leaked to the Wall Street Journal, the Washington Post, and the New York Times. They were not leaked to Sports Illustrated, ESPN, NBC, none of those. Because those are not sports journalists. They are journalists who are covering sports and other things. So that was what was going on with Adam Schefter yesterday. My goodness, what a mess. Brett Favre owes the state of Mississippi $800,000 because he was booked for some sort of speaking gig and then he just decided not to show up. And they may or may not collect. We'll see. Good for you, Brett Favre, I guess. State of Mississippi has a ton of money. Might as well just keep it, right? Uh, got ourselves a, an incredible spin zone from a hockey coach yesterday. The Columbus Blue Jackets' new head coach, Brad Larson, he's replacing John Tortorella, who's like, he is the hockey coach version of a football coach. That guy was just a quote in a clip waiting to happen. He's awesome. <laughs> Brad Larson brought his dog to the press conference today because she, the plan is will be in the room so the journalists don't get mad at him. That's what the guy said, and she is very, she is a very good girl. There she is. She's sitting. She's saying hello to the press. Uh, excellent spin zone from the Columbus Blue Jackets head coach there. I really like that. I'm going to diverge into something that's not sports, just really right quick. I saw this because I was born and raised in Wyoming. I saw this on Twitter, and I, I just I can't get over it. So the title of these these are... Screenshots of tweets. The, the guy who retweeted the screenshot said, area man who moved to Idaho discovers he now lives in Idaho. This is hilarious. This was my actual experience growing up as a child. And this is in 2021. It was so much worse back then, like in, in 2000. Tweet number one. This is a quote tweet. Supply chain issues, rising prices, shortages, chance to rethink instant gratification, et cetera, et cetera. Ben Dreyfus tweets. I moved to Idaho recently, and let me tell you something about living in a small town in fucking Idaho. Amazon doesn't even pretend to offer you two-day prime delivery. You want something on Amazon? Congrats. It'll be here in a week, which it used to be four, buddy. I mean, tweet number two. It's the first time in my adult life that I feel like there are things that I want, can afford, am legally permitted to have, but cannot attain them in a reasonable amount of time simply because of societal failure. <gasps> That's so funny, dude. You moved there. At least in New York City, when Amazon would fuck up, you could go buy whatever you're looking for elsewhere. In this town, ain't nothing else. It's Amazon or the wolves get you at night. There's a Costco 80 miles away in a town where no one is vaccinated and they cough all over you. Again, not that bad. My town is 180 miles away. Uh, okay, I diverge. Let's go back into sports. So let's talk about the NHL's coverage on TNT. That's all anybody was talking about last night. It worked out really great for the NHL. Um, you like to think they planned it, but they just got lucky. And I'll tell you why. Because last night was the first night in a while since, essentially, since last Thursday in the Thursday night game, which I even forget it was such a good Thursday night game. Oh, Rams-Seahawks. Yeah, the, the finger bowl. 
since the Finger Bowl, there's been a constant barrage of really good sports. It's been the first round of MLB playoffs, which first rounds of playoffs are they're epic. There's so much fun. There's hope. There's the stadiums are going wild. Then college football had its biggest Saturday. It feels like ever. Then the NFL had its craziest Sunday. It feels like ever. And then on Monday we've got more of the same. And then on Tuesday we all are at this point. There's so much sports. There's baseball. And then the John Gruden thing happens on Monday night. Wednesday night rolls around. And it's TNT's kickoff of their coverage of the NHL. First time ever TNT is covering NHL, right? There could have been a couple game fives last night in the MLB playoffs, but there weren't. Not only were there no game fives, but the NBA hasn't started, and there's no football on Wednesdays. The NHL had the sports world, who had just had the best crack they've had since before the pandemic, had a night off. And the entire world was watching the NHL on TNT, which was immaculate coverage. I mean, I, I didn't watch it because I don't have TNT and I was doing other things, um, just scrolling through Twitter. I mean, football beat writers, basketball beat writers, everybody was watching it. And the clip we played was Charles Barkley trying to smooth the coverage over from you know inside the NBA and the M- and NBA on TNT to the studio hosts at uh, the NHL on TNT. And I can tell you two things about this that are that are fascinating and points that everyone was making. Number one was that the first criticism was that coverage from... Uh, CBC in Canada and NBC was just roasted. They were like, what were you people doing this whole time? Which is a great question. Number two, Wayne Gretzky made his debut and all of the, the NHL players like made welcome back to hockey videos and all this stuff because he's been kind of tutting around doing whatever he wants and just to see them, how nervous. So people were talking about Gretzky. They really, really liked it. So here's the studio crew for the NHL on TNT. It's Liam McHugh who was the studio host for NBC Sports. He did mostly hockey, but he could do other things. I know they did racing and, and whatnot. Wayne Gretzky, Anson Carter, Rick Tockett, and Paul Bissonnette. Pretty good. Pretty good crew. Charles Barkley, who's, a, who's an NHL fan, um, loves the NHL playoffs. He was there to help them out. Inside the NBA on TNT is widely considered the best studio sports show uh, in the world. And you can see that these, these guys at TNT know how to produce stuff. It was... I mean, I've only seen clips at this point, but it was so much better. And the way that people were talking about it, they were entertained. They were learning about the game. Everybody's respect for Wayne was great. And then we had a great game, sort of. Um, the game that they decided to cover was the Washington Capitals. And the Capitals are important, and we'll get to that in a second because it kind of talks about Wayne Gretzky. The Capitals roast the, the Rangers 5-1. to one. But what happened in the game that's more important is that Ovechkin, Alexander Ovechkin, probably the greatest goal scorer of all time, scored two goals and had two assists. So he had a great game, a star, had a big game. People could understand what's going on. Uh, it, it worked out incredibly well for the NHL, and it proves the most important point that people in, in, in the NHL front office in Canada and at NBC Sports haven't understood for the past 10 years is that it's not a sport and it's not a league. It is a television show. And you don't have to impact what's going on on the ice to make the television show better. So they put their one of their brightest stars front and center and he murdered it. Um, an important moment for this is that Wayne Gretzky has publicly stated that uh, as Alexander Ovechkin gets closer to the goal record, he's going to start following him around. Uh, Gordy Howe famously did that. When Wayne Gretzky got close to his goal record, he, would, he went on the road with Wayne Gretzky for like a couple weeks to watch him do it. And that's an important thing to do. So last night, um, Wayne Gretzky interviews Alexander Ovechkin. We found out that Ovechkin has officially passed Gretzky in goals per game. And that he's scored more than twice as many goals after the age of 30 
that Wayne did. Famously, one of the critiques of Wayne's goal record is that the goalies sucked, and as they got better and the league caught up to what he had done to disrupt it and, and bring speed into the game, he didn't continue it. But Ovechkin has gotten better with age. He's scored 50 goals, it seems like, every year that they play a full schedule. It's, it's frankly astounding what he's been able to do. So how far is he off right now? Well, Alexander Ovechkin at this point in time has 732 goals. Wayne's all-time record is 894. So if you just imagine 50 more this year, that's 780, 50 more, 50 more, 50 more. So three or four years, he's going to get there. So got a while to go, but Tom Brady's playing his 43. So the NHL and TNT, that's all anybody could talk about last night. It was incredible. Thursday night football coming up tonight, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and your... Philadelphia Eagles. I want to tell you something about the Philadelphia Eagles that I find uh, interesting. TJ Edwards, who I'm assuming is some wide receiver or defensive back, was named NFC Special Teams Player of the Week for the Philadelphia Eagles. That's the first Eagle to win the award in four years. Four years. That's 60-something games. An Eagle hasn't won the Special Teams Award. What a weird thing. Okay, let's take a look at the game. Uh, the Eagles are home underdogs by seven points against the Tampa Bay Bucks. The over-under is 52.5. That seems pretty high to me. In terms of prop bets, Jalen Hurts has been the talk of the town. They are lopping on names with Jalen Hurts. They, the sports media, the fantasy football people, betters. Similar to what Matthew Stafford was called famously by uh, losers on the internet, Stat Patford. You know, he, it's not garbage time if you win the game. For example, last week, Jalen Hurts was down, and then they were like, he's padding his stats, and then they won. That's not stat padding. That's playing football. Jalen Hurts over under on, on uh, I'm trying to look for his rushing yards real quick. I don't know why they always do receiving yards. Antonio Brown is the hammer here. Um, don't put Darius Slay on Mike Evans. It'll be an easier matchup for him for sure. OJ Howard, Leonard Fournette, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Total completions, Jalen Hurts 23. That's high. Touchdown passes, Tom Brady, two and a half. That's high. Yeah, I can't find the rushing yards. He must have taken it off. That would be weird. All right, here we go. Rushing props. Hurts, Gainwell, Fournette, Miles said, Yeah, they don't have him. Cowards. You cowards. I put it. I put the over-under at about 40. He'll scramble his way to quite a few. Uh, seven seems like a really good line to bet the Eagles, in my opinion. I would bet the Eagles. I'd prefer if it were seven and a half or six and a half. Uh, garbage time stats. Uh, the Bucks do give up yards through the air, and the Eagles are as weird as it seems because they don't seem dynamic. They don't have an elite quarterback. They have the fastest receiving core that I can remember. They are so fast. It's crazy how fast they are. They just have speed everywhere. They do refuse to run the football, which is not a problem because the Bucks. it's impossible to run on them against Vita Vea and Indomitian Sioux. So I'll be watching that game for the second half. I'm recording a podcast episode for my sister podcast. Game Theory, about competition strategy and decision-making. An episode about Wheel of Fortune, which will drop sometime later in the month of October, if not October, then early November. We're going to get you out of here on this uh, positive news, in my opinion, something really cool. Not quite a sport, but I'm going to do it anyway. The, U, U, uh, U, <laughs> the United Kingdom has prisoners that are allowed to play in an online chess tournament for the first time ever, which is really cool because of the internet. You can do that kind of thing. And just the mental fortitude and, and the self-worth to playing people outside the walls. I hope they all get their ass kicked. I hope they all kick someone's ass and I hope they all draw someone. But a great moment for them to feel like they're...
they're, they're part of something to use the internet in a good way to play an ancient game and, and have some self-worth. I really love that story. Like, rate, review, subscribe. Force all of your friends and family to listen to it. I'd really appreciate it. Five-star reviews. I, I put polls and questions. If you listen on Spotify, you can participate in the show that way as well. I'll be back and better than ever tomorrow morning. We'll review Thursday night football. And of course, it's Football Friday. We'll get into the weekend. It's going to be a good weekend.